0: Welcome to the Award Travel 101 podcast. My name is Richard Kerr, and in 2013, I started a Facebook group dedicated to teaching people how to travel the world using points and miles. Today, over 50,000 members of Award Travel 101 share, teach, and learn how to travel the world on any budget. This podcast is not only a recap of award travel news and strategy, but also a glimpse into my life of running a Facebook group full-time in the lives of our members. Before we start this week's episode, here's a word from our sponsor. When you join the Fuel Rewards program at Shell, you'll never pay full price for gas again. Even if my car horn sounds like this? Sure. Even if I always blast techno in my car? (laughs) Yeah. Even if I drive for miles with the turn signal on? Of course, even then. It's time to save five cents per gallon or more on every fill, every day with instant gold status. Visit FuelRewards.com to join now and save today. Active gold status required. See FuelRewards.com slash gold for details at participating Shell stations only. Limit 20 gallons. Welcome to the show, ladies and gents. This is a special episode of the Award Travel 101 podcast. I told you at the beginning in episode zero that, you know, sometimes these episodes are not going to be points and miles strategy focused as much as focusing on the Award Travel 101 community and what it's like in my life to run a Facebook group for full-time living and everything that goes with that. So it's currently 8 p.m. sitting in my office after uh, one heck of a day. I'm going to tell you a little story that happened with my daughter. Two-year-old, wonderful, bubbly uh, girl that uh, has no health issues whatsoever. And if any parents are listening to this, you're absolutely going to understand and relate. And I want to tell you about today and a few things that I learned. This morning, uh, up really late working last night past midnight Decided to sleep in a little bit until uh, just before 8 o'clock when uh, my wife came in. The kids woke me up. Pretty typical. Uh, she wakes up super early. Loves her early morning time. But uh, I brushed my teeth and came out of the bathroom. And my daughter was asleep on my wife's chest in the uh, bed, which is extremely unusual for her. This girl does not have an off button in the mornings. is always going nuts. It's a struggle to get her in the car because she's a crazy 2-year-old. And for her to be asleep was... Uh, just really rare. And Emily said, Hey, this morning, uh, she stood up at the breakfast table and her little plastic chair that's strapped to the kitchen chair so they can sit up at the table level. And she fell, she fell, uh, all the way off onto our wood kitchen floor uh, on her head and hit her head. And my wife said, I don't think she's feeling very good. Now I am the very last person that says to the doctor right now, I'm like, so I'm not anti-doctor. It's just kids fall bumps and bruises, scrapes. Our kids play outside all the time. Uh, I've never wanted to say, let's go to the doctor, but, uh, she didn't look too good. She kind of lost her color. And I was like, typical dad fashion app. Ah, she'll be okay. Take her to school, preschool. Um, and you know, just tell them, look out for her if anything's going on. And, uh, I think I went back to my office or something. And I heard my daughter start throwing up. Uh, she went downstairs to put her shoes on. She started throwing up. Uh, this girl has thrown up once in her life from being sick. It is not a puker whatsoever, and that's pretty concerning for her. So I thought, oh, well, super sleepy, throwing up, concussion 101, uh, the things that they tell you to look for. And I was like, okay, well, probably worth taking her into the pediatrician now. So Emily, my wife, takes the four-year-old boy off to preschool. I take the daughter to the pediatrician's office, which is just open. I walked in, and some rather unpleasant ladies who work the front desk. Which, By the way, how do you work the front desk of a pediatrician and be – horribly not just not friendly just unfriendly which my wife has alluded to before but i've never been in this office anyways two ladies horribly unfriendly looked at me like i was an absolute moron and they said we can't do anything for her here you got to go to eggleston's children's hospital in atlanta they'll do a concussion protocol and in my head i'm like really all the way up to atlanta this you know it's morning traffic now it's probably gonna stink uh is this really necessary but i looked at my daughter again completely pale very lethargic. And the ladies were like, yeah, you really need to go. Um, which, so I said, oh boy. Um, so we got in the car, headed towards the interstate, called my wife and said, Hey, look, they said, we got to go to Eggleston to do concussion protocol. She's still not herself whatsoever. Um, I'll, I'll meet you up there. So, You know, this time, uh, again, uh, so nine years in the Navy, stressful situations. I don't ever lose my cool. I don't ever start to panic. I'm still nowhere near to that at this point. I'm like, okay, we're going to go up there and she'll be okay. Looking in the rearview mirror, 10 minutes up the interstate. Uh, I can't keep her awake. I'm shaking. I'm reaching around behind my driver's seat, got her legs, shaking her pretty much as hard as I can and she's still asleep the only way I can keep her eyes open is if I roll her window down going 80 miles an hour on the interstate it's pretty cold this morning she'll open up and then she'll fall right back asleep and like we still got not including traffic at least another 45 minutes up there how long can I focus going 80 miles an hour and try and keep her awake this is going to be interesting why she's so falling asleep and lethargic and uh, completely gone her color is out of her face and uh she starts to throw up again now about 15 minutes up the interstate and what looks to be a little bit of blood starts coming out of her nose. So (laughs) again, not a person to freak out. I always keep my cool. I know how to react in stress, but at this point it's getting a little bit sporty. I'm thinking, okay, this, you know, hmm, what do I do here? I can continue trying to drive through traffic, maybe probably a little dangerous because my focus isn't on this. I'm going to be going really fast, turn my flashers on and get to the closest hospital between here and wherever I'm going, but that's not going to be a children's hospital. Um, or do I pull over, call 911, and wait for an ambulance? I look at her. She's um, crying now, but still kind of falling back asleep, covered in throw-up. I think it's blood coming out of her nose to the rearview mirror. By the way, I'm still going 80 miles an hour. I say, forget this. I can't. We're not going to keep doing this. I'm calling 911. An ambulance is going to come. Make sure nothing is immediately wrong with her, and uh, we'll head up to the children's hospital. So I call 911, tell them what's going on. They tell me, hey. I guess they have some kind of technology where they can see exactly where your cell phone is. He said, your next exit's exit number 56, pull over there. I'll have the EMS meet you, um, to evaluate her and then we'll get you, uh, up to the children's hospital. So, uh, literally, I mean, everybody does their job wonderfully. Perfect. I pull off the interstate. No way. I'm calling my wife to tell her the turn of events this is taken. Pull into the gas station where the 911 operator told me to. Um, and then the, within five minutes, uh, Fire truck with the paramedic is there and then shortly a couple minutes afterwards the ambulance is there um they look at her and um they say yeah i mean my daughter is very lively very lots of energy they say um yeah she didn't care that these firemen and lights and sirens were up and staring at her and kind of messing with her and saying hello not scared not anything she's just laying there And they said, yeah, two-year-olds shouldn't be doing this. Uh, She does look pale. She's obviously covered in throw up here in her car seat. I think we need to go take her in and make sure she hasn't really done something to her head. And um, they take her car seat out of the car and they strap it onto the gurney uh, to put it in the back of an ambulance. Now, if you're a parent, you can imagine seeing your two-year-old strapped to an ambulance um, gurney, getting in the back of it, uh, some random gas station off the side of the interstate is a very concerning um, and upsetting sight. But uh, you're still in what-do-I-need-to-get-done mode uh, to make sure um, that the girl is taken care of. Paramedics were awesome. Everybody was great. They said, you know, hey, you absolutely did the right thing. You should not have kept driving. And she She's not in immediate danger as far as we can tell right now. There's not much we can do for her until we get a look at her head. Um, let's, you know, get an ambulance and get her up to the Eggleston Children's Hospital. So the ambulance ride's going uh, okay. She's a little bit more alert, still um, very lethargic, not, not herself whatsoever and very pale. And then, uh, about 15 minutes into the ride, we again, really mean the paramedic in the back are having a hard time keeping her awake. Uh, and she starts to throw up again. And, um, you know, the, the paramedic goes up to the driver and says, Hey, let's really try and get there and call the hospital and tell them that it's now elevated up to an emergency, whatever that means. And the guy takes off through, um, the traffic, uh, as fast as I've ever you know, you can see an ambulance go clearing the cars out of the way, uh, and it was just an atrocious, awful 30 minutes trying to keep my daughter awake while watching her and throw up. She throws up uh, on me in the ambulance. Um, But uh, we get there. Uh, we get to the hospital. Amazing team at Eggleston's Children's Hospital uh, waiting for you. Uh, just an army of people when they say that they're bringing a 2-year-old in that might have a head injury and they're not sure what's going on. There's uh, a very nice, lovely... A uh, chaplain that immediately grabbed me and said, "I'm here for you. Let's stand right here, and the doctors will do what they need to do." Long story short, I'm not keeping you in suspense anymore. Mm-hmm. CT scans came out fine. Um, she she has no injury that they can see. She just apparently hit her head exactly right to give herself a really good concussion this morning, make her nauseous. Um, but uh, as of you know tonight, now she's doing. Uh, very uh, well. Her personality came back. Her color came back. They gave her some stuff for nausea. And uh, after about four or five hours in the hospital, um, she started to return back to her normal self again, aware, coherent, knew what was going on. Um, and we were, you know, frankly, on our way. But <laughs> I can tell you uh, there's a few sites that I never want to see again, and I hope I never do. And that is, you know, your child getting into uh, an ambulance or you're not sure, especially when you're like, I can't see what's wrong. I know that, she's throwing up for some reason and that she's uh, not being herself right now and I want to fix the problem. I'm a I'm a problem fixer. Uh, that's what I see. So thank you so much to everybody today, uh, the paramedics and um, the people at the hospital, the nurses, the chaplain at the children's hospital I have a, a staff member that is just there for the child to make sure she's as comfortable as possible, not worried about medical care, but just really the mental care of the children and the parents. If you ever have to go somewhere in Atlanta, completely recommend uh, the folks over at uh, Eggleston. But, uh, you know, there's a few things that you think about, especially being an entrepreneur, being in the situation um, that we're in now. Uh, unfortunately, in America today, one thing that you pops in your head is cost. We don't have traditional health insurance. I can't afford that um, here in the state of Georgia as a self-employed person. So uh, we do have a health share account through Samaritan Health Ministries, and we're going to undergo that process Um for the first time now, once we get the bill, I say we, it would be about a week, but I imagine a 45 minute ambulance ride and a full trauma team and a pediatric ER as well as all that stuff is going to be a very significant cost. And that is something that Emily, my wife and I have talked about considerably. Is it worth going a more traditional job route? Is it worth um, looking at things around that will provide benefits? And we decided, Hey, the risk of this is relatively small. We do have this health ministry that's going to step up uh, to the plate here, hopefully, and do that. But really something to consider. I don't know if today will make me uh, think any differently than the way we've gone. I'm very curious to see how this health share process works for the first time. Uh, we pay $500 a month. And it covers up to $300,000, which can go very quickly uh, in the U.S. if somebody is very, very sick. Thankfully, today, I don't think we'll get anywhere near that. Uh, But it's just an interesting thought that when you're in this uh, pretty stressful situation that Unfortunately, a dollar sign is something that pops in your head to say, you know, number one, is she okay? It looks like she's going to be. Number two, how is that going to affect our livelihood going forward? And that's really a shame uh, compared to some other places in the world we've lived. I've lived in the U.K. I've lived in Japan. Uh, I had military benefits for nine years, and cost is never something that's popped in my head as far as sickness goes. But it's part of what you agree to do when you set out uh, in America today to make your own way and you make your own business. So I'm sure there will be a few more thoughts and things I'll put together over the next few days as my wife and I talk about it and as we go through this health share process. But really while I'm telling the story today, number one, I think it's just good to tell and get off your chest a little bit. And I appreciate everybody listening. But um, the old saying, appreciate what you have. A normal Friday should have been a great Friday with the kids in school, me getting a lot of work done. Uh, Emily was supposed to run she trained for half marathon. Instead. We're, you know, Emily's in bed sleeping with our daughter right now to make sure we appreciate everything that we have. And it's a great reminder. Hey, haven't second point is have a plan. If we didn't have that health share, um, which while accounts should be fine, uh, in covering the cost for this, you know, we could really be up a creek. I don't know what this bill is going to be today. Easily. I see ten, fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000 based on tests and ambulance and the ER yard care and all that good stuff. Um, you have to have a plan, right? It's, it's You cannot just say, I have nothing. You have to, I need catastrophic. I need a health share. I'm going to take a part-time job to get benefits. If you're going to be doing this in America today, you have to have a plan, right? So I'm glad we do. And we'll see how that goes. A few other lessons I learned that a, you're going to hear Navy stories. It just happens when chaos happens, calm and procedure rules the day. Pretty excited, uh, looking in the rearview mirror and seeing my daughter covered in throw-up, blood coming out of her nose, not being able to stay awake, going 80 miles on the interstate, but you cannot lose your calm. That serves no purpose. Uh, I was not going to call Emily and tell her the this, this series of events that had happened. She did call me, you know, of course, to check and see where we were, and I had to tell her, hey, it didn't go so well. We're in an ambulance headed there. All you need to do is focus on driving right now because I'm not going to have two people in the ER, so Mary is fine. You focus on what you need to do and get to the hospital safely. Mary's okay. All right. When chaos happens, remain calm. Like you always hear and stick to logical thought presses. Okay. You can, um, and you should go back later and that's when you can, uh, decompress and, and release all of that stress and everything, which leads me to the final point of sharing the story today. If you don't have a support network, you have to do it, and that's a great thing about Award Travel 101. I'm supposed to do a lot of things today. I just very quickly sent my moderators a message. I sent my boss, Alexia, a message. I sent um, a few folks in the community message that I had meetings with that said, hey, look, something happened today. Um, I, I can't make it. We're going to, you know, I, I have to go take care of my daughter. You know, flooded with messages of what do you need? Is it okay? How's it going? What's up? You have to have that. And I know it's difficult for many people, especially introverts in 2019, where everything can be done online to have a support network. If you don't have one, a war travel one-on-one can be that we have several subgroups that are a lot smaller. So you don't have to feel like you're posting in front of 54,000 people to get your support network so that when trauma happens and something is going to happen in your life, that you can go and have a group of people that are going to be there. So when you get the work done when you've gone through the chaos, you got to have somebody, some people to go to. If you don't have that, send us a message, uh, make a post, travel, not travel related. One of the great things about this community is is what happened to me today. You, you know people are there to help you, if not just listen to you when things go wrong. It is terrifying as a parent when something happens to your child and you got to have somebody to talk about it, right? So that's one of the things that makes a war travel one-on-one. Amazing. I thank everybody today. And if you need a support system, reach out. We are here for you. We can make it happen. Travel, not travel related, whatever you got going on, you got to have a circle of folks. And I, I am confident I can lead you in the path to some great people I know uh, who are going to be there for you and listen for you and uh get to know you. So, heck of a day today. Uh, I appreciate everybody tuning in and listening to this little special episode. I hope you picked up a few things from this. Um, and uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, making the community a better place and uh, everybody having uh, somebody to reach out to uh, when you need it. Hey, ladies and gents, I wanted to follow up with a few thoughts now here a couple weeks later after Mary's episode with her concussion. First of all, she's doing absolutely fine. Except the fact that she's fallen twice this week and busted her lip and required it to get glued back together. We're going to wrap her up in bubble wrap for the next week and a half to see if we can get through it without little Mary hurting herself. But so far, uh, absolutely fine. We did get the medical bills in. As expected, they're quite substantial. So I think in the original recording, I guess $10,000, $15,000. We got the last of three bills in today, and it was uh, over $12,500 for about three hours of care In the pediatric emergency room. So, a little tough to swallow. However, we do have the health share. The way our health share works is anything over $400 for a single need, as they define it, or a single injury or episode. You're covered up to $300,000. So, we've been in contact with them. We uploaded the bills yesterday. They've been wonderful. A really strange situation where you're actually not going to be reimbursed for the bills by the health share itself. But our PayPal account will be reimbursed by other health share members from around the U.S., they literally send us money to the PayPal account that will total all of the needs. problem with that is it can take a little while to make it happen. So you have to actually float these medical bills. Now, half of me says, yay, uh, over 12000 almost $15,000 worth of spend on credit cards so that we make a lot of points off of this. So there's a silver line in everything. The problem with that is you have to have the cash saved up so that you don't pay interest on a credit card. Now, if you don't do that, you can work with the providers and get a payment plan set up. To make payments over time interest-free, we do have the cash saved up because of a situation just like this where we didn't want to have to get on payment plans or anything. We're going to make the points, pay off the credit cards, probably meet a few minimum spends. But it really is substantial. For the greatest country in the world to get three hours of medical care, you're talking over $15,000, which is not unexpected. It's just a staunch reminder of the reality that we live in. So what I originally said about having to have a plan is absolutely necessary. I'm so glad we're not going to be out this much money, but it's really incredible to think about from an entrepreneur standpoint and just another glimpse into life of what it's like to run a Facebook group full-time. Now, the other interesting tidbit that came out of this is during the initial scan, the radiologist found something called a Kyrie 1 deformation of the brain on Mary. So we do have a follow-up appointment in a couple weeks where Mary's going to go through a full MRI workup. Now this can either be uh, absolutely nothing because of uh, how bad it is, or it could be something that needs to get looked at possibly further. Essentially, the lower part of her brain kind of bleeds into the spinal column a little bit, can end up giving you headaches, numbness, loss of balance, and those kinds of deals if it's not corrected early enough. So maybe the entire episode is a good thing that it happens so that we caught it while she's at the point she's at now. So, a bit of an update. I think we're going to be absolutely fine. I'm sure Mary's going to be fine in a couple weeks. Just a little bit of insight into the life of Award Travel 101. And a big thanks to everybody, again, who's reached out and talked to me. Mary has a great support network through family and friends, and many, many of you in Award Travel 101. So stay tuned for more updates. And next week, we're going to get back to a lot of dorky point-and-mile strategy here on the Award Travel 101 podcast. It helped me out a lot if you took a moment and subscribed to the podcast and left us a rating wherever you're listening, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. If you're not already a member of the Award Travel 101 Facebook group, we'd love to have you join us. Simply head to Facebook, type in Award Travel 101 at the top and request to join the group. We review all the profiles so we can keep the spam out. Stay tuned for a new episode next Monday. Until then, if you have questions, we are here to help. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover, please submit a post in the Award Travel 101 Facebook group. Special thanks to Shell Fuel Rewards for supporting our podcast in the Award Travel 101 Facebook group. It's an easy way to save money every time you fill up your tank. Instant gold status when you sign up at fuelrewards.com slash podcast. We'll see you next time.